In this episode of Social Media Secrets, we're going to talk about what happens, how do you handle it when a client or a customer says your price is too high. Okay, I have some specific answers for this that you can use at any point, mix and match. I think these can be really helpful. But before I share those, I, I want to talk about something really fast. Uh, sometimes it can feel really personal when someone says that our price is too high because price is something that is set by the offerer. And not all prices are made to fit everyone. Now, there are some certain things that you want to take into account. For example, and I'll use a very specific example that I'm actually working on right now. So I've been working on some things for like kids and families. I wrote a book about uh, a thoroughbred horse that got injured during a race. And it it's a beautiful story because he always chooses kindness, even when he's faced with situations like an auction and a kill pen and a not so kind owner. But I'm also working on a family board game. I don't wanna share more details on that yet. And what's interesting is if I only want to sell a couple, I could make it a super luxury, like premium experience and like a wooden board and stuff. Um, and I could probably charge a lot for it. However, if you want to sell a lot of units, you want to reach basically a more mass audience for lack of a better word, you oftentimes do have to find that right price point within the market that you want to reach. I have seen in general and I've experienced that most families don't want to pay more than 50 max $60 for any type of board game. Really and truly, they want to spend 15, 25, 35 max. Um, 50 and 60 is for like really popular, well-established games. So when someone says your price is too high, you have to ask yourself, is this person even in the specific market that I want to reach. And the second thing you have to ask is, did I find out their revenue before hopping on this call? I don't personally hop on calls with prospective clients or customers without first finding out their revenue. Um, in general, I found that to be kind of a recipe for disaster because even within a lot of businesses, they talk a really big game publicly on social media, but if they're only generating, and I don't mean only, but if they're generating $250,000 a year, so they're balling as a one-person business with a VA, they're not going to have a budget for someone charging $2,500, $5,000 a month for social media management. So you want to ask yourself, are they in the market I want to work with? And what is their revenue? Do they actually even have a budget for this? Good question to ask. Uh, when I did hair, one of the things that I would do before um, like officially quoting and fitting someone for like the right extensions is I would say, I just want to let you know, if you want your hair to be about this long, it's going to be 800 give or take. If you want your hair to be this long, it's going to be a thousand give or take. If you want your hair to be this long, it's going to be 1600 give or take. Which of those are in your budget? Before I even pulled out a single extension kit, that is the equivalent of a discovery call. So I'm going to share some different ways 
that I've written out <laughs> to communicate that this is probably not going to be a good fit. And these range from just being like, bye, <laughs> in a nicer way to some have some compromise a little bit. Sometimes that's appropriate, especially as you're establishing. Some are a little more focused on highlighting your skill set, and all of these are great. I'll tell you what I usually say. Um, so I have a very direct communication style in these types of things. Um, so I'll say compared to what? And I learned that I think from Chris Voss's Never Split the Difference. So I just say that with a straight face. If they say this, pre this price is too high, I'll say compared to what? What have you tried? How's that working for you? Because you came on this call <clears throat> with, a, with a pain point and you were really distressed about it. So if all of the cheaper options that you've tried up until this point have not been delivering the result that you're looking for, when are you going to be ready to invest in what it takes to get the results that you're looking for? And all of that is very direct. That took me years to get comfortable to say. Um, for a long time, I wasn't, a, it's not even confrontational. I wasn't a direct person. I was almost too nice. And now I just say exactly what needs to be said. And it's fantastic because it cuts through all of it. And it forces them to say like, you know what? Actually, you're right. I'm, I've spent a lot of money on this and I am so, I can't do it anymore. Or they say, we'll just be honest. It's been a really tough year for us and I don't think we're going to be ready this year. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, in that case, I have free YouTube tutorials for free to dive in. Okay. Let's share a couple of these. Now, keep in mind, these can be tweaked. They are written to be pretty kind and professional, but keeping in mind the way that I like to share my answer, don't do that unless you're like ready to handle it and be ready for any potential blowback because there is sometimes. Um, you can make these more direct, okay? So I'm going to share the long version of these. Feel free to abbreviate them. <clears throat> the first is, sorry for the clearing of my throat, that's real life. The first is all about emphasizing the value over the cost. I understand your budget constraints. I'd like to highlight the value of the work that you're looking for, which unfortunately the current budget doesn't reflect. So it kind of highlights what they're looking for in a really kind way. You can refer to market standards. Based on industry standards and the scope of this project, the proposed budget is falling below the typical professional rate for this type of work. And that highlights to them, you have unrealistic expectations for your price point. Okay. And that's a good thing. It's a reality check and a lot of people need it. All right. Offer a compromise. I'd love to find a middle ground. Could we discuss the aspects of this project that could be adjusted to meet your budget while still getting close to achieving your goals. This one is a little more ego-based and sometimes some people who are too humble need this. If you already aren't humble, you don't need this one. <laughs> okay, highlight experience and skills. Considering my experience and specialized skills that are required for this project, this budget does not adequately compensate for the value I bring. This is almost more for you than it is for them. This is a way of building yourself up if you're not accustomed to standing your ground and standing up for yourself. And that's a great thing. 
Okay, this one is so fun. This is really good for if they counter your pricing saying, wow, you make a lot of profit on your deals, don't you? This is called being transparent about costs. Uh, I'm actually going to provide a breakdown of the costs involved to run my business so you can have a clear understanding of why the budget would need to be adjusted in order to bring this service to your business. Okay, I love that one. Use past examples. In my previous projects, the budget has been higher. This ensures the delivery of quality and the results that you're expecting. And I'm a huge fan of this one, which is clarifying the scope and the limitations. To move forward, we need to either adjust the budget to match the project scope and outcomes, or we need to modify the scope, meaning I need to take away a few deliverables in order to fit your budget. How would you like to proceed? Now, all of these are fantastic because the truth is you do not want to get into a place of being a negotiations business. My talent agent is amazing at this. So when a company lowballs an offer, she takes away a bunch of deliverables and goes, here's what we can provide for that immediately. And then they're like, well, we wanted this. Great. So then this is what it would be. Well, we wanted all of that. Okay, so then great. The original price is what it's going to be. And she doesn't wiggle. And it's really, really cool. So negotiations, she's not lowering the price. She's taking away deliverables in order to match the budget that's being proposed. Now, I share all of this because I find oftentimes that freelancers are some of like the kindest people in the world. And they get pushed around in many different ways. One of the greatest things that we can have is the resources in order to stand up for ourselves and continue to evolve as business owners. One last thing in case you're tempted, 100% of clients that I have ever in my entire career allowed to negotiate my price lower have been some of the worst experiences I have ever had with clients. So if they were going to be a nightmare client, and I'm talking nightmare, 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 which haggling and negotiations is oftentimes a really good sign of, you might as well get paid more if that client's gonna be difficult. All of this to say, I put some awesome resources for you at rachelpeterson.com forward slash podcast. Head on over there and you can get those for free. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye for now.